Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Thanks so much for your company. I am Pius Kujo Baka. Let's now look at our stories and all mobile money agent accounts without Ghana cards or tax identification number will be blocked from Wednesday, February 1, 2024. This is the warning from the Chamber of Telecommunications. Now, we've got except of the statement to share with you um, pretty soon. It shall um, be splashed on your screens now um, for that um, statement issued by the Chamber of Telecommunications. All right, so let's go live now and speak to the Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber of Telecommunications, Engineer Dr. Ken Ashibe, for more on that. Thanks so much, um, Doc, for joining me here on the Marketplace. I just want to know, I'm curious, why has this decision become so critical to the Chamber, hence this move? Well, uh, thank you very much, and uh, good afternoon to you and your viewers. Um, So, you know, this whole thing about uh, linking our Ghana cards to our numbers, it's something that has gone on severally. Uh, but at the end of the period, uh, when for you and I as uh, users, uh, our SIMs were going to be deactivated if we had not done the linking, um, it was realized that there were some of the agents who had not done the linking. And we all know that the agents are critical for our financial inclusion. And it was also realized that most of these were coming from the rural areas, the difficult-to-reach areas, so that if you then the, uh, deactivated those lines, what was going to happen was that it was going to impact a lot of these people who were at the bottom of the, the, the pyramid. And so it was important that we gave them some time to be able to do that. So this engagement of getting everybody to get their Ghana card linked, it's, it's been going on for a while now. And we all know that for these agents, they also run businesses. So, so far as the GRA is concerned, now your Ghana card number has become your TIN number. So it's important that the tax man also knows them. And so in the engagement with the GRA, they were magnanimous to say, well, you've been doing it, but go back and really tell these people to get their numbers linked. And so sometime towards the end of last year, we then reached out to these agents who have not done their linking. And the point should be made that it's just in terms of percentage, it's not as just a minority of them that have not done that. So there's been a lot of engagement with them using the channels of the mobile money uh, operators, the EMIs, as well as from us, the chamber to the various uh, agent association, asking them to get their members, uh, you know, to get their numbers linked. So uh, the deadline that was given was that by the 31st of January, if you are not done your linking, what would then would happen is that on the 1st, your number, if you have not done the linking, will be deactivated. But the good thing is that you can then go back to your EMI with your Ghana card and then get it linked for you to be able to get the service again. 
Mm. And you've mentioned that there have been a lot of engagements with stakeholders, i.e. the GRA and, of course, the agents themselves. I'm just wondering why um, they feel adamant to, you know, comply with this directive. What are you getting? Well, you see that uh, initially, you know that even if it comes to those of us, you know, who are not even using it for business, uh, people have had their own reasons. Some of them had been the difficulties in getting the Ghana card. Uh, you know, some of them at the beginning was the rush that was there. But now, as you, you and I know, there's no rush, you know, in getting if you got your Ghana card and you go to the EMIs, uh, you go to the mobile money, uh, the, the networks. In a, in a few minutes, it will be done for you. So it is really difficult to find out why if you have your Ghana card, you would not have done this linkage. Uh, but, you know, you need to give people the benefits of the doubt because for some of the people to, as I said, they were in the outlying areas. But with all the conversations that have been done, we are pretty sure that by this time, majority of us who actually would want to get our cards registered would do so. And we also need to know that there are, you know, the whole security and the anti-fraud things that you want to do and the reasons why it's important to do those linkages. So uh, I'm not too sure what the reasons currently would be unless somebody, like if you take somebody who is in uh, maybe the Boku areas where there were challenges with getting Ghana cards or somebody has had an issue with this Ghana card and maybe it's in the system, it's not come about. That would be really a very small number of it. And so our encouragement to all the agents is that get your Ghana card, go and get it done. You know, if you can get it done before midnight tomorrow, your number would not be deactivated. But if you don't, it will be deactivated. And hopefully, uh, once they get the inconvenience of getting it deactivated, they will then go with their Ghana cards and get it reactivated for them and be able to provide us needed service uh, to all of us as Ghanaians. Mm. And I'm wondering what becomes of persons who may be affected because of this um, recalcitrant agent's failure to synchronize their accounts uh, with the Ghana card or the TIN number. Well, well, you see, the thing about it is that this business has become very uh, pervasive. So you find out that in every, any area that you find yourself, there will be more than one agent, you know, that, that is in the area. So if there's an agent who is recalcitrant and has not done it, he will lose business. But the businesses will move to those who have done it. But if you should be in an area where there is no, uh, you know, the only agent is the one that has been deactivated, it's an opportunity for anybody else to be able to go into this business. And it's really not difficult to be able to apply to any of the EMIs from AT money to MTN mobile money uh, to ZPay to G money uh, to Vodafone Cash to want to become an agent and be able to offer the service. So for those who would find themselves in an op in an area where there's no agent at all, it's an opportunity for people to start some new business. Very well, thank you very much, Engineer Dr. Ken Ashigbe, CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, speaking to us there on that directive. There, we shall be following up, of course, and updating in our subsequent bulletins. Let's switch topics to some other stories. The Bank of Ghana has promised to investigate reports of some individual holdings cocoa bills who are yet to be paid. This follows reports that some of the holders of the financial instrument who did not participate in the debt exchange program are yet to receive the required settlement. Dr. Ernest Addison is the governor of the Bank of Ghana. Very interesting question. Because I thought that all the individual holders of cocoa bills had been sorted out, actually. So I was surprised to hear about the noise. 
that there are individual holdings of cocoa bills that who opted not to participate. I mean, individual holders were really not part of the restructuring of the cocoa bills. So uh, that issue has to be resolved. Uh, I don't think that uh, there is any big debate about that. We said that right from the beginning that originally they should not even have been sold cocoa bills. And therefore we ensured that all individuals were paid. So. Uh, I was surprised to hear that there are a few out there still that were not sorted out, and we would look at it. Right, so let's get to speak to one of Coco Bill Holder, who is yet to be paid, Gifty Kwam, and she's joined us via Zoom for that discussion. Gifty, thanks so much for joining me on Business Life, uh, beg your pardon, Marketplace. Having listened to the governor now, does that bring some assurance and respite to you, saying that basically they will be investigating the matter? Gifty, can you hear me? I'm asking if um, you may all listen to the governor, and having listened to him, does that bring some sort of assurance and respite to you? Yes, it definitely does, because that's all we've been you know, asking for. So once we can get paid in good time, I'm sure that my husband and I will be more than happy. Mm. And how hopeful are you that your money will be paid on time now that um, is vowed to investigate the matter? Well, uh, we hope, because we have been told several times that, oh, they are looking into it, they are looking into it. So now it turns out that there is more to it than meets the eye. So we hope that with his busy schedule, he will have time to look at it. And then whatever needs to be done must be done. But the thing is, the agency of the times. We need to have this thing resolved immediately. Mm, the of you, give, give me some sense of um, how it's been like um, without you getting your proceeds. Well, uh, it's been tough. And that's all I can say. It's been tough. Uh, how we manage is... is uh, <laughs> it's just it's been tough. You know, when you are used to getting a, a salary... And then all of a sudden, it's not coming. You know, you really have to struggle uh, to keep things going. So it's been tough. And that's all I can say. And Gifty, I guess your, your, your sentiment isn't different from what your husband has said. Yes, it's, it's, it's not different because he has gone on retirement. You know, like he went on retirement two years ago, and that was around the time that we invested. So um, we are also. We're hoping that we'll, get, we'll just put this thing in the Cocoa Bills investments in for just six months and withdraw and do some business with it. You know, so as at the time we invested, the, the CD was to the dollar was you know six CDs. Now it's it's twelve CDs. So it's sitting there and devaluing, and the you know just even anxious about your investment devaluing and the fact that you are not even getting anything at all, no principal, not even interest, and nothing. It's very worrying, but uh, we are happy. This, this news comes, you know, uh, it makes us happy that at least something will be done so that we'll get our investment back. Mr. and Mrs. Kwam, we are indeed grateful for your time here on the marketplace. Well, Enjoy with the central 
Bank, the Ghana CD gained across the major trading currencies last week on the back of improved foreign exchange supply amid easing demand pressures. Now, it's depreciated uh, by 1.21% against the US dollar to reduce its year to date's loss to 0.9% on the retail market. Here's a report. The easing foreign exchange demand pressures aided by Bank of Ghana's $11 million sports market intervention relieved the city of some depreciation pressures last week. As a result, the city gained significantly against the American greenback to close at 12 cities 38 pesos on the retail market. Analysts expect the local unit to continue to strengthen this week on the back of additional inflows from the World Bank. The World Bank approved $300 million for development policy operations in Ghana, with this release being the first of a series of three DPOs of $300 million each. These inflows from multilateral partners from last week will continue to aid the Bank of Ghana's intervention capacity and hold the city steady against the major foreign currencies. Still on the economy, economist Dr. Edu Owusu-Sakodie has indicated that the expected stability will be witnessed soon based on some measures taken by the central bank. Ghana's growth is around 3, 2 to 3%, which is even more than double, about double of the target, which is remarkable. And I'm very surprised, and, but I was happy that the governor mentioned that the growth is coming from agric and the service sector. You know, in the past, our growth had largely been driven by the sector but today we are seeing that growth is being driven by agri and the service sector and these are the sectors that create jobs and so this kind of growth is likely to create jobs maybe not too much but at least some amount of jobs in the economy the, the governor is looking at um, an, uh, an, a lower band of about 13 percent for inflation end of year higher band of about 17 percent 13 percent the lower band that is quite some call it a serious optimistic outlook for inflation compared to what government is looking at an average of about 15 percent uh, what do you tell those who would argue that a lower band of 13 percent that could be quite seriously optimistic yeah uh, well i think these projections have been anchored on the developments in the global economy and also the developments in the domestic economy. We have seen this inflation. We have seen the city stabilized. Uh, the exchange rate to me is a major determinant of inflation because any time the city depreciates, even the cocoa seller will say that once it's a dollar and a cost, yeah. then they'll increase the price. So once you're able to control the exchange rate, you have controlled more than 60% of the developments in inflation in the country. That's remarkable. So given this development, tight fiscal, tight monetary, exchange rate stability, uh, the projections are not too op- optimistic. Again, let's go back. Ending December, uh, de- December 2022, inflation was as high as 54%. Now it's been cut by more than half. So another 11 months, they are sure that you can cut by another 20 uh, percentage points. So we, it's, it's, it's not too optimi- optimistic. It is in line with their policies and programs mm-hmm. that they are put in place from the fiscal side and from the monetary side and Look, also the exchange rates Look, finally for you as a person your independent assessment for you what do you look at the outlook of the economy going forward uh, holding concerns about the impact of the taxes on on inflation and also threats from external environment impacting on fuel prices what is your independent assessment of the economy going forward the external 
developments have been positive. Uh, surplus trade balance, surplus current account balance on the back of the DDEP, and now we are also we have turned attention to the bilaterals for another bailout. I'm sure it is uh, to be successful. Uh, so things are looking good. The global environment doesn't look too gloomy, except the geopolitical tensions. Domestically, I think that they are on course. My projection is that yes. Uh, for us to go back to our pre, you know, IMF level or pre-crisis level, COVID level, uh, hopefully next year we'll get there. We'll get a single-digit inflation and we'll, we'll possibly bring the policy rate to around 15%. That's all, all we, are, we are looking for. So I think that the, the, the outlook looks positive. We expect better things next year. Uh, this year, we were able to contain inflation up to 13%, 17% is fine. Policy rate should be around 25%, it should be fine. And then next year, hopefully, that's when we will, rip, we will get close to about 80% of the benefit of the IMF program. Remember that we cannot reap the full benefit of the IMF program when the money is being released to us in tranches. So you can't have the benefit of something that has been, is being financed in tranches. So you receive, you make progress, you receive, you make progress. By next year, would have received a chunk of the money and would have transformed our economy to a better level. So what we want to see as a pre-crisis level or pre-COVID level, hopefully will be witnessed by this trajectory. If you follow this trajectory, hopefully we will witness that next year. But I understand many Ghanaians, I'm a Ghanaian, what we are all looking for the stability of the exchange rate when i go to the market i should be able to buy items at a lower price and when i finish school i should find a job so all this impacting on growth and impact on job creation we should expect massive developments next year but for this year it's all about fiscal consolidation no longer the central bank because they have begun engaging accounting firms to undertake a review of models used by various banks to assess the quality of their loan books now, this is to ensure that commercial banks conform to growing international standards capable of withstanding shocks. Head of Banking Supervision, OSEGC, says plans are far advanced to use professionals from the Institute of Chartered Accountants, Ghana, and the big accounting firms to review the models. He spoke on behalf of the governor of the Bank of Ghana during a short ceremony to launch a new Chartered Accountants Professional Qualification Syllabus. The new professional qualification syllabus by the Institute of Chartered Accountants Ghana is endorsed by the Bank of Ghana as another knowledge tool to boost the skills of professionals in the industry. According to Head of Banking Supervision, Sergi C, the central bank will rely on the Institute of Chartered Accountants Ghana for inputs into many of its regulatory policies aimed at strengthening the banking sector. He therefore revealed plans to engage with the big accounting firms and some members of the institute to review models in assessing loan portfolio by commercial banks. These engagements provided clarity to industry on how to report the impact of the DDEP in their financial statements. A similar reporting framework was also developed by the Bank of Ghana with inputs from the ICEG during the COVID era to contain the external shocks Presently, work is ongoing to engage the big four accounting firms to undertake a review of IFRS 9 ECL models currently being used by banks to assess the quality of their loan portfolios. 
The new curriculum reflects the global need for a renewed skill set to deal with growing demands in the accountant profession. Here is Dr. Adam Emerald Saba, lecturer at the Department of Accounting at the University of Ghana Business School, speaking on behalf of the Dean of the University of Ghana Business School. The new curriculum being launched today reflects the changing needs of the accountant profession and incorporates emerging technologies, new regulations, and global accounting standards. I think Jonathan and his colleague has done marvelously well. Thank you for that. This refreshed curriculum is not just a mere update, as I have listened carefully. It symbolizes a commitment to excellence, innovation, and adaptability in the dynamic world of accounting. The launch of the new curriculum complements efforts by the Institute to improve upon the ethics of the accounting profession. More on financial matters, GCB Bank believes its strategy to go digital banking has reinforced its position as one of Ghana's top-tier banks with a strong market dominance. According to its managing director, Kofi Adumako, its digital approach has not only secured its position as a top-tier bank, but has also solidified its market dominance. This, he claims, has fostered a, um, a strong customer-centric approach, keeping it ahead of the curve in an ever-evolving financial sector. He spoke at the bank's 70th anniversary gala and awards. The special guest of honor for the night, President Akufuado, urged the bank to continue to partner with the government to ensure access to cheap long-term finance for businesses across the country. Managing the... I ask the bank to use the occasion of its 70th anniversary celebrations to lead a patriotic creed de coeur for an industry-wide partnership with government to drive down lending rates for our businesses and young entrepreneurs. I invite you Join hands with government to increase significantly access to affordable long-term financing for businesses, especially for our young entrepreneurs. The success of GCB Bank is knitted with the success of our nation, and I have full confidence that the bank will continue to play a pivotal role in shaping a prosperous future for Mother Ghana. Director of GCB Bank, PLC, Kofi Adumako, Lord of the bank's resilience over the years. We're the most resilient bank in the market today. Okay, the debt exchange program, yes, it did have an impact. We made a loss in 2022. Huh? We saw the loss. We did make a loss, but we turned around the profit. We took one of the heaviest impairments in the market. But GCB has a strong customer base. Look, this bank is 70 years old. We have the biggest retail book in this country. Okay, we have the biggest customer base in this country. We are spread all over the country. Okay, we are deep. We are very deep bank. This bank is a national asset. In 10 years, GCB Bank should look more like a regional bank. So just watch that space. The gala and awards night saw present and former managing directors, employees, and key stakeholders being awarded by the bank for their immeasurable contribution to the bank's growth and development since its inception seven decades ago. 
And to one of our headline stories, Cote d'Ivoire-Ghana Cocoa Initiative is making a strong push for a review of the living income differential for cocoa, which currently requires buyers to pay an additional $400 per ton of cocoa on top of the floor price. Now, through the Cocoa Initiative, Ghana and Cote d'Ivoire, the leading exporters of cocoa, are seeking to take control over the determination of the value of the um, cash crop on the international market. Speaking in an exclusive interview on Foreign Affairs with Blazer Suga, Executive Director of the Cote d'Ivoire Ghana Cocoa Initiative, Alex Sanovo, said um, after the last review, factors such as inflation call for an increase in the cocoa value chain. First of all, I will not say we haven't got any benefits. If you look, uh, you know, today we can say Ghana is cocoa, same like Cote d'Ivoire. So we had benefits. But if we look at the bigger scale, indeed, we are not getting what we are supposed to do, which is kind of normal if we produce only raw material and we export. Um, and today, with the vision of the head of state of Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana, so the president and the and Ghana, to come together was to really shift the paradigm. So instead of just producing, is to kind of join force to influence the market, but also to start bringing programs and projects that will transform the sector. So it's about more processing in country, it's about processing so that we can create more value, and creating value will then help us bringing more back to the farmer. So we have to close the gap that has been happening for so many years where we have been seeing just a volume of the cocoa, low quality productions, but to a high quality cocoa, to also high value back to farmer. And I think that's the key priorities. Mm -hmm. And this is part of the partnership we are, both countries are having. And look, you're asking that the world market considers changing the price value of cocoa uh, and that, that the cost should be covering production as well. It's What's not the, the market, it's us. Ah, okay. So okay. we are What's producing, yes. we need to put, and we have put already in policy, mm -hmm. the value of our cocoa. Right. Anyone who is what, not willing the, to pay it. What's the selling? So price the living price, income yes. differential right. price, for example, is a system mechanism which defines a flu price, which is based on cost of production. So four years after, we have to review because the value has changed. There's an inflation in our countries, post-COVID, many issues. Yeah. And that's our part company here on the marketplace. I am Pios Kojobaka. For more stories, do log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Always a delight serving you. Do enjoy the rest of our program. See you same time tomorrow. Bye.